0712. Call Rafilwe on 011-883-0702. Do call in if you are a parent or a guardian and you're grappling with or struggling with helping your child or the person, the young person in your care, just deal with disruption. How do you help them reframe disruption? It's a skill that we do need to teach our kids to help them keep perspective and keep calm in a disruptive world. So uh, giving us this conversation and this will bring us this conversation and this topic this morning is our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Good morning, Nikki. I hope you're well today. Good morning, Rafilwe. So, Reframing disruption, quite a thing in today's environment um, and one that parents have no doubt have to do quite often, if not at least once a day. Um, and it's, it speaks to so many areas of our lives. Yeah, I think what's interesting for me and reframing disruption is one of the core themes that I speak about everywhere, mm-hmm. whether I'm speaking at schools, whether I'm speaking to staff in schools, uh, in professional development sessions, whether I'm speaking in corporate South Africa. I am called on often to talk about how to reframe disruption because if you can reframe change, you can rescript and reauthor your life. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, in our lifetimes, we go through at the bare minimum 60 different transitions. Mm. Um, and if you just think about change, change happens by chance, sure, by choice. Mm-hmm. Or by crisis. Mm -hmm. Those are the three ways change happens. Uh, If you think about COVID, it was by crisis. If you think about load shedding, it's an external crisis. It's it's imposed on us. Mm -hmm. We didn't choose it. If you think about chance, being in the right place at the right time, being in the wrong place at the right right time. Um, If you think about um, choice, well, there are many families right now who are having to make lots of choices based on external circumstances. Mm. Some families who can, and there are few, they are few and far between, leave the country. Some are semigrating, going to another town. Some parents are taking new jobs for all the right reasons. They've really thought about this. They've mm. calculated it. It's a calculated decision. You move town, you move country, you move jobs and it's unfamiliar territory Mm. you're having to let go of the known world and embrace a new world i moved from the northern suburbs to closer to studio here about two two and a half years ago and even that was a mindset shift a shift in perspective there's this question i think we need to entertain can it be another way can it be another way so, I mean, all of this draws on our ability not only to imagine how or if it can be another way, but it also draws on our ability to be sure of ourselves that as I make the change and as I step into something different, um, I'll be okay. Right. You've made the you've made the decisions that you've made or you're responding to a crisis or you're responding to an opportunity with the information However limited it is at hand hand. and uh, whatever comes your way thereafter, you will be able to deal with it. It may not be. What does that mean? It may not be comfortable. But what does that mean? How do you convey that level of information or perhaps even comfort 
to your child because mm-hmm. <laughs> children, you know, want you to always be able to assure them that it yes. will work out in the end. So let's let's think about the parallel here between, say, you changing jobs in the same town that you live in, either a new job within the company or you go to a new company and your child going to a new school. And let's think about that. Many children go to at least three schools in their lifetimes. Sure. It's very few and far between where a child stays in one school for the whole 12 years. And there is a period of feeling unconfident and incompetent Mm -hmm. because you don't know the people. And this is classic of a child moving schools. You don't know many children, if any. You don't know the rules. You don't know the teachers. You don't know the environment. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be uncomfortable, maybe even scary. Mm -hmm. And you know, those first few days or the first week or two, you might want to run away. And you know what? We as adults feel exactly the same way Mm -hmm. when we start a new job. Mm -hmm. And it's normal. And I think that that is the message we need to get across to our kids when there is change, when there is disruption. It's normal to feel this way. And after a while, it'll begin to feel more normal Mm -hmm. because we have to learn the ropes. We have to learn how to do things a different way. And so to begin with, it's a shock and you're kind of paralyzed. That's the first stage. The second stage is that we need to minimize this horrible, uncomfortable feeling that we have in our tummies. Mm -hmm. And with children, it's quite interesting. We can... We can bring comparisons to the table like, you know, your, your big brother also went from primary school to a different high school. Sure. And he survived. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was also tough for a couple of weeks. And then he made some friends. And then he joined the rugby team. And you know what? You're going to find your way as well. Mm. It's going to take a while for you to find some friends. And then you're going to join a team. And you're going to feel like you're part of a tribe. But if you don't try... It's never going to settle. Mm. You've got to put yourself out there. And that's Mm. the scary part. But you've got to talk about your own experiences of change that you also survived. And that's what we have to draw on, like you were saying. So, you know, you've got to to have the confidence that you'll be able to handle what comes. Mm. And that's where experience counts. That's where we need to look back in our lives and go, when last did I feel like this? And did I survive? Yeah. What did I do? What strategies did I use to get back up again? And then we're in this new space, whether it's a new school, a new job, a new town, or living without electricity. Mm -hmm. I had a double whammy this morning. No electricity and no water. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we start accepting that this is happening. This is our reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we start testing our new reality. And in the testing of the new reality, we also have to go to that resourceful, resilient place of scenario planning and doing what if. What if, and here are all the teachable moments for children. Mm. So yes, we're in a crisis and it's not going to end soon. So what are we going to teach our kids while we're in this crisis? What life skills are they going to pick up through this that they wouldn't have picked up otherwise? Mm. So I was thinking this morning about, because one of the things I was wondering this morning was, was I going to get out of my gate? Because Mm -hmm. we'd had double 
sure. load shedding. So what if you can't open the gate this morning? Okay. What are you going to do? Do you call an Uber? Do you jump that high wall? Okay, so you have to actually sit down. Yeah. And, and this is the kind of stuff you need to do with your kids. Right. We can teach our kids how to disconnect the gate because when we're driving the car and if you've got a child over about the age of 10 and you've taught them how to disconnect the gate, they can do the disconnection of the gate while you push, you know, drive sure. the car out the gate. They can close it. You know, you teach them things like that. Um, we are having to do that scenario planning of, yes, okay, so we'll disconnect the gate. Um, what if we can't disconnect the gate? There's the other question. What if we need to call an Uber? That's another option. Um, so we need to look at options. This is scenario planning. This is what if. I'm sitting here right now with a cap on my head and I have not washed <laughs> and blow dried my hair as you know I normally do. As you usually do. Now, I was born with the skinny hair which means that I have to style my hair every day. Mm. Otherwise, I don't look like what you know me to look like. Mm -hmm. So I will give you an example of scenario planning. So on Monday, I was in Cape Town and I had five television interviews. Uh -huh. I was not staying in my own home, so I had to find out what was the backup electricity plan in, the, in, in that area. I had to put that suburb on my on my. Escom's a push so that I could monitor. <laughs> and guess what? It was all good and dandy when Until? we were on stage five. Mm. No, stage four. And then we went to stage five in the blink of an eye. So I knew that I was going to have power from five o'clock in the morning. Until I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to find they'd shifted the goalposts and I was not going to have power. But I had con connected with the TV studios the week before mm -hmm. because one has to be prepared. And I did find out, obviously, a TV studio will have a big generator, so it was a bit of a no-brainer. But yeah, I said, you're covered. I am going to, if I need, if I arrive at the studio with my hair in a towel, my wet hair in a towel, can I blow dry my hair in the studio? The answer was yes. So, I did wake up one full hour earlier than I needed to, just in case that power went. Mm -hmm. um, and I did leave the house in my duck. <laughs> Arrived at the studio... And if you go and look at my Nikki Bush personal Facebook page, which everybody can right now, you will see what I looked like on Monday morning when I arrived. And I'm now starting the Duke Diaries because I have to find two or three different solutions here. I may not always be able to get into a place and blow dry my hair. So I'm going to try a turban. I'm going to try Well, you can see me in the cap. This is another look. Mm -hmm. And maybe I might even have to try a wig. I need to have my options laid out for me to avoid panic. So if plan A fails, then we go to plan B, then we go to plan C. This is good thinking for children. This is called resourcefulness, and it brings innovative thinking in as well. Mm. What uh, Talk to me about dealing with particularly anxious children, children that need their their life to work in a very specific regimen. And, I mean, we like to imagine, absolutely, we'd love to uh, teach and teach resourcefulness in children, but some people are just, this is their temper, this is how they're wired. How do you deal with a child or help a child cope who, if they're particularly anxious and don't yeah. actually like even yeah. the thought of plan B, C, D, E, F, G? Well, there's going to be many moments in the next few months and years where, it's not optional. And they are going to have to get on board with that. But talking them through, this is 
going to probably happen today, and this is what we're going to do. You know, all children, even those ones who are not wired for change at all, mm. really appreciate you talking them through what's going to happen in the day and what the possible scenarios are, because then you diffuse some of the, <gasps> but what's going to happen if, and I don't know, and I can't. I mean, there are many moments when we feel we can't. Mm. Take, for example, um, you have that really anxious child around exam time or test time. That's sure. the child who's going to melt down. Yeah. You have to help them to catastrophize a situation. Take them to the worst case scenario. Talk them through it. Mm. Worst case scenario, what could happen? And get them to, to try and imagine what could happen. Worst case scenario, if you fail this exam, what, what do you imagine will happen? What do you mm -hmm. imagine will happen? And when you take them to that place, it's usually not as bad as they think. Mm. And that is the thing that calms them down. And then if you can take them to a place of, okay, so you've got this exam tomorrow. You're freaking out now. What has got to happen between now and bedtime in order for you to be ready for that exam tomorrow? Sure. And that's when you get a good old pen and paper out and me i love the big fat cokies mm -hmm. and big bright colors and you say right we've got two you've got two hours to finish preparing for this exam what needs to happen you tell me what do you still need to study and mm -hmm. then they'll say okay chapters this to that mm -hmm. or pages whatever to whatever right you write that down um what else do you need to do and then they'll come up with something else. Maybe yeah. they've got to do a drawing or annotate a drawing or something. And what else? Oh, actually, no, nothing. Okay. So then you, you step in and you say, okay, so what are you going to wear tomorrow? Mm. Right. Why don't you go and take that out and put it on your chair? Be ready. What are you going to eat tomorrow morning? Ah, okay. Are you going to eat at the table? Are you going to eat in the car? Or are you going to, where are you going to eat breakfast? Mm. Okay, so that's now decided. And then the final thing is what time do you need to be in the exam room? Which means what time do I need to get you there? Which means now we backtrack. What time do we need to leave the house? What time are we waking up? If you get to the granular detail, then we've actually discovered that the only two things they're responsible for are those first two things. Drawing the diagram, labeling it, and studying for chapters X to Y. I can make the breakfast and stick it in the fridge sure. and it'll be ready for you. You've put your uniform out, tick. Okay, what's left to do? Other than your two things you have to do, wake up at the right time, get to school on time. So catastrophizing is essentially just removing all the unknowns and making sure that your child has a sense of what they're responsible for, what's within their ambit of control and influence, and therefore... Letting go of other things. Yes, right? it's called the donut principle. Mm. You need to control the middle section of the donut. That's what you control. The other ring is what you have no control over. Mm. And so, yes, as parents today, we have to come to the party with the, this is what you're responsible for and this is what I'm responsible for. And under the current conditions, we need to leave the house half an hour earlier mm. because of load shedding because of the traffic jam, because of. 
And this is our plan. And so you can have those conversations with children where you can honestly say, this current situation has me worried, or this current situation is really irritating. Mm. But this is how we are going to deal with it. This is our plan for now. And should we need to change the plan, we will. Mm-hmm. And this is what children need to hear from all their parents right now. So those parents that fear seeming uh, vulnerable or looking vulnerable, those parents that don't want to give their children real insight into how they actually feel in a situation and just want to be this figure of authority <laughs> and <laughs> control. How do you, how do you have that conversation with them or when you're coaching parents through, um, you know, speaking to their children and coaching their children? Well, children are more perceptive than you think. You can hide it all you like. They mm. know what's going on. So you might as well be honest. Mm. You know, this has me worried. This has me a little nervous. What does that do for children, by the way? Um, beyond, you know, beyond the idea that kids are going to hold on to the idea that mom and dad are so strong that, you know, um, uh, for the rest of their lives, clearly that slips, that goes away naturally. So um, what does it do for a child when a, a, a parent is emotionally uh, open um, and does from time to time share concerns, yeah. vulnerabilities, you know, insights? It shows you being real. And say, for example, this something escalates to a point where, say, you burst into tears. If they've had no context for this, this is going to be a super, super, super duper shock. Mm-hmm. If they've had some context for it, then at least if you cry in frustration, they can link it back to the fact that you said, this has me irritated. This mm-hmm. has me a little nervous. Sure. But the antidote to that, which keeps your children calm, is... But this is how we are going to deal with this. This is our plan for now. Children need to know what the plan is. That's how you show your authority. That's how you show your authority. Mm -hmm. That's how you show your your resilience, your resourcefulness. That's how you, you give them an example of this is how we respond in such a situation. Mm. This is how we teach them to be able to bounce forward, to bounce back to bounce through whatever life throws at us. Life is never going to be perfect. And here's the other thing. You know, a lot of people think it's going to be perfect in another town, in another country. Every town and country in the world mm. has its issues right now. Mm. As uh, Clem Sunter, the futurist, says, you must look at the red flags everywhere. Yeah. And then you must pick your poison. You are not going to find a perfect anything anywhere, Mm. Uh, sadly, sadly. And so as parents, we also need to make hay while the sun shines in whatever way we can. We need to turn things into fun. Right now, go camping in your own house, in your own garden, you know, to, to, to do something fun on the weekend. If you've got a tent, pitch it in the garden. If you don't have a tent, make a blanket fort. Mm. And, you know, we're using torches and, and power bank lights and whatever. Anyway, have a little fun with it. Mm. Have a little fun with being innovative around food. You might have to be brying a whole lot more than normal. Why not? But, you know, there are whole books on Weber cooking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So get the book and learn how to bake in the Weber. You know, for fun. How do you make bread? We need to just push the envelope a little 
and create this multi-sensory experience for our children. And this is the time when you can't watch TV, where you really can maximize on things like story time mm. and telling stories in the dark and shadow puppets and um, playing games instead of watching TV. This is the time when we can really cement our bonds as parents and children, mm. where we can create a sense of family in a way that is so different to when everything works. And these are things that when your children grow up, like already we're starting to say, remember in the pandemic, this is what we did. Mm -hmm. They will look back when they're adults and go, when the lights went down, my goodness, my dad told us the most incredible stories. <laughs> you know, and the, you want to create those kinds of memories to balance out the tough times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nikki, where do people find all these resources? And uh, just do a recap of our conversation. Right. They can go to NikkiBush.com. <laughs> and if you go to the free downloads, uh, you can get my reframing Dancing with Disruption download. <laughs> and you can also get the... Um, Download for having difficult conversations with your kids and then go to Parenting Matters on Facebook and you can join in the conversation there. Fantastic stuff, Nikki. We're going to leave it right there. Really appreciate it.